What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 118 of the Mad Happy Podcast. I'm Payman. And I'm Mason. And today we also have Phineas. What's up, Phineas? What's up, everybody? So uh, a lot of updates since, since we last spoke, I think, in, in this group on the Mad Happy side. Still a lot going on. We have stores open in the Hamptons, Aspen, uh, and Chicago. So if you haven't checked those out, definitely do. How much longer are those going to be open for? You know, we don't always say, but uh, I think Chicago will be open through the end of the year and then uh, really just through the end of the summer for for the Hamptons and uh, and Aspen, but, but definitely more coming soon with New York in the fall. And then we're, of course, working on our L.A. flagship as well. So definitely stay tuned for those past few months. A couple of big launches for us. One of them uh, is sort of relaunching Local Optimist. Uh, if you want to touch on that, Mace. Yeah, so... Uh We've kind of thought about Local Optimist in a more community-building way uh, through this magazine that we launched. The first issue came out two weeks ago, um, and it's sort of a new initiative for us, but a way to be able to profile uh, more deeply uh, different types of creatives um, and different people who we feel like really align with the Local Optimist group and sort of exude you know, positivity, creativity, um, playfulness, a lot of these sort of words that we feel like Mad Happy embodies as a brand as well to kind of bring the two brands um, a bit more closer together in terms of uh, the community that we're trying to build. So it was a really amazing uh, experience. Obviously, we'd never really done anything like that in print before. So we had to sort of build a little team of people who have experience in print and, you know, finding the right printing press and, and working on the different layouts of different pages, you know, everything down to even paper quality and thickness do we want matte do we want glossy um so a ton of learnings and and we're super excited to continue it's it's going to be a quarterly magazine so four issues a year and i think you know even how we're already planning the second issue is so much bigger and so much better so i really expect it to be something that we continue to sort of improve on and evolve on um, i think we have a ton of really really amazing features in the pipeline as well which i'm super excited about and i think like Payman was saying, with the opening of our LA flagship in October, um, being able to really use that as as another touch point and another pillar of this community building that, that we're really trying to do as a brand. And I think there's a lot of really, really exciting things that we're planning there as it pertains to local optimists of, of not only a hub for people to come and, and read the magazine and hang out, but also for a lot of really cool events and, and other people that we're profiling, uh, getting their work um, involved in the flagship, whether that's through different art projects or speaking series and, and other things like that. But yeah, it's a bit of a departure from, from where Local Optimist was in the past. And, and we're really super excited about sort of the new direction and, and this new magazine that we have. Yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes, but also uh, the first five people to uh, listen to this episode and leave us a review. Uh, just email me p at madhappy.com and, and we'll get you some of those uh, first issue so so thanks mason i guess since we last spoke uh it was you know sort of at the beginning of summer and now already we're reaching the end mason any updates with you on 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 sort of the uh health and fitness journey that you've been on yeah so i started in mid-march at like 34 percent body fat and now i'm basically at like 24 percent body fat so in just about five months, I've gone down 10% in body fat. I went from like 195 pounds to basically right now like 165 pounds. So 30 pounds down, um, which is amazing progress. Uh, pretty much halfway to my goal in terms of body fat percentage. I'm hoping to get to like, you know, 15, 16, 17 
Um, weight, I think I'm a little bit less concerned about. I think it's really just that body fat that I want to get down. But yeah, I was a little bit anxious in the summer. Uh, went on a trip with uh, my girlfriend, Sophia, to Europe for a little bit. So I was trying to sort of, you know, stay disciplined, but still be able to enjoy myself there and then ended up uh, not really working out at all uh, as much as I wanted to in any way, but wasn't wasn't too alarmed by the scale when I got back and then have definitely just been hitting it pretty hard um, here as I look to sort of reach my goal within the next three months. I think we have a goal with, uh, with Zila to hit it by like late October, November. Um, so that's exciting. But yeah, I think I just continue to see like such a tremendous impact that that working out and eating better has had like on my mental health i think i maybe i said it last time but like way better than therapy for me way better than like medication and like antidepressants i think i found that it's just sort of the most natural um way to really feel better you know and i think obviously diet's a huge part of that obviously sleep uh drinking enough water sort of all those other baseline things but yeah it's cool to finally like see some progress you know and when your your shirt's off or out of the shower or things like that you know i think the first few months i was just losing uh so much weight that i wasn't really able to to necessarily see the progress but yeah i feel great it's going really well um the consistency piece is always tough but sort of just being able to stick with that and uh yeah man yeah that's great i feel like uh Maybe the beginning is definitely the hardest, but it seems like once you got into a good groove that it's it's been going well. And I also think it's like it's definitely not all about the weight or the percentages or the scales, but really like, you know, how you're feeling. And, and obviously you want to continue this habit and and make it more just part of who you are, you know, and 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 your identity as someone who works out or 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 eats in a in a more healthy way for your body and all of these things versus like oh i need to lose this much weight in this much time and then and then i can uh go back to what i was doing before or, or something like that yeah no totally and 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 i don't really base it off those metrics i think those are the nice sort of like tangible numbers to have as like you get to the goal but but even when i started working with zila and and Ilya, like i was always just like I just want to feel better and I want to just like feel confident in myself and like the way I look. I don't even really care about a number or, or any of these things. So yeah, it's been great. I mean, it's cool. You know, we, we all have, you know, our, our lives and our behaviors are so like malleable in that way that we can really change them and, and work on them and sort of be whatever version of ourselves we want to be. You know, I, I wake up at like six o'clock in the morning, like Monday through Friday now. And that's like, even the me from six, seven months ago would like, would it's have, a big change would have never been able to do something like that. Like my entire life have, have always been a night owl, right? Like never, never a morning. What's the term? Morning bird. Early bird. He's never said that word. I've before. never said that word before. Like, and never ever. Um, and now it's, and now it's do it. And I wake up and I wake up with energy and I, and I get to the gym and, and I get to the office and, and, and I think worm. just that, just that switch of becoming an early worm um, <laughs> is like, you know, something that I never thought was possible. So I think it's like super cool. And then obviously when you feel and see the results, I think it just sort of uh, reinforces that sentiment even more that like, oh, there, there's there's progress. Progress is being made and, and it doesn't happen overnight. But I think that's the beautiful part about just like behavior, our brain, you know, change and things like that. It's, it's super inspiring because you're, you're somebody that's not really motivated by the things that 
motivate other people when it comes to their fitness journey? Like I remember at the beginning of this, the way you were describing it was sort of like, I mean, you know, they say that it'll help, you know, like <laughs> you weren't as connected to the mission in the same like obvious ways. You weren't like, oh, I've always wanted like, you know, have like bigger arms or six pack or like you're like, I, you know, they say this is important, you know, so I'm going to jump into it and you jumped in with full force. So that's it's inspiring because you're not motivated by a lot of the things that other people are motivated by when they when they decide to, you know start working out super aggressively. Yeah, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I didn't want big arms and a six-pack, especially when you're in the gym <laughs> with all these ripped guys all day. But, yeah, that's definitely not the goal. But when you when you started, though, <laughs> when you started, though, I remember you kind of being like, yeah, you know, you just sort of did it, you know, without some of those motivations, which I thought was interesting. You know, your motivations definitely change over time. Like, you, you may have wanted one thing at the beginning, and then you make the goal harder like if mason knew that he would lose whatever 30 pounds and and be where he's at today he he still would have signed up for that at the beginning but now he wants to get you know he wants to continue to progress i think finding the balance of like what makes sense for you and and yeah i mean being being happy with with your own body and how you're feeling today and still saying that you want to continue to try to improve it i think that that's good i think what's sometimes hard or at least what's been hard for me in the past is like you keep just like moving the goal over and over again. So it's like something you can never reach, which then you're telling yourself like, oh, I'm not like good the way I am or whatever. And then it becomes, yeah, like just more about the scale or more about this versus like how you're actually feeling. So, yeah, it's just a that's, I think, different than just making it part of your identity as someone who who works out and has energy and, and walks and is, spends time outside and all of these things that we know are good for us and, and obviously have been done for thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. Do you weigh yourself a lot or no? Because um, it's funny, like the first like three months of my thing, like I, I never weighed myself. I didn't care. And then like I got a scale and now it's like as I'm getting closer, it's right next to my toilet and I'm just like, Oh my God, like why am I weighing myself like twice a day, every single day? Yeah, I mean, I would say that, it, you know, all of these are, are just things that we do. It's definitely, definitely no recommendations for others. And, and I think even, even the thing you said about medication, obviously, I think it's like everything works for, like things work for individual people. So, so I think that's important to note. But it's just like, I don't, think, I don't think weighing yourself is bad. I think like getting into the habit where like you don't want to be like, scared of eating certain foods or scared of not working out for a few days when you're on vacation, like that kind of stuff. Totally. And I think it's hard when you're going extremely focused for some period of time to be able to like let go versus once it becomes more into like the rhythm of your life and whatever you're going to do moving forward. But, but I think those are some of the challenging things that I, at least I've faced in the past. But yeah, it just seems... Seems like it's going well. But yeah, I weigh myself. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Well, well, that's a good update. Phineas, uh, what about you? Any major updates on your side? I mean, for me, when we started this show, like... June 29th. Yeah, that's a minute. Damn. Yeah, when we started the show, I remember like some of the major moments of the show, like Payman coming on and saying that he's going to therapy for the first time 
and then giving us updates on that process. You know, it was like a classic moment. Or like, and then, you know, in the beginning, it was very much like Mason is the one who's like really in touch with a lot of these systems and the, you know, and, and the, you know, mental health and therapy. And he's been going since he was eight and all these things. And then Payman was like new to the scene and like learning and that, that dynamic started to shift a little bit as Payman. I'm still new to the scene. I know, but I mean, it's just started to shift. And, uh, as you just built it into your life for me, like I've never been to therapy. My mom's actually a therapist and I, I grew up in a household. I've said this on the show maybe before, but my, I grew up in a household where we, we over talked everything. And, you know, the kind of thing, like something would happen in the family and my mom would call a family meeting and then everyone would go around in a circle and say how they felt and make sure everybody was heard. And, and so in a, in a weird way, it created a, a, a feeling about therapy that it's almost like, oh, I don't, I don't need therapy because I have it at home, which is like pretty backwards because so often th- therapy is to address things that happen in the home and in your childhood. Anyway, um, yeah, over the past like probably two, three months, it's the first time in my life where I've really been able to pinpoint things that are happening in my life that I don't feel like I have the ability to work on myself or even with my friends and family. And I need to go to, I'm like, this is what a therapist is for, you know? And I think I'm actually curious about this topic generally with you guys is like, what are the on roads or on ramps into, into therapy? Some people are like, Oh, just, you know, self optimization. And it's like, you know, we say this a lot, like if you physical exercise and mental exercise, you know, why don't you treat them, treat them the same? You know, for me, I never did. And but I think my on-ramp is this chapter of being like, okay, there are things that I'm struggling with that are starting to creep their way into all elements of my life. You know, it's starting to feel like it's starting to obstruct things that, that it never did. And I really, like, I think generally I know what's happening with me a little bit, but I don't know how to address it or think about it. So anyway, it's a long ra- roundabout way of saying I've started the process of searching for a therapist and and uh i'm gonna i'll excited to give my updates join the team how have you started uh searching like what uh, what sort of steps have you taken to try and find someone uh phase one was asking my mom how how to find a therapist and then i've been asking friends uh who have good experiences with therapy it's a little bit weird though it's like people some people are like oh yeah you should meet with this person other people are like yeah i don't want to share my therapist what would you say if your mom was just like come to me yeah, no. I would say <laughs> it's about you. <laughs> I would say you're squarely involved in it's in somehow. I'm not sure how, but yeah. I think it's unavoidable that your mom and your dad or whatever your home life was. No, for sure. Those characters are heavily involved, you know. Yeah. And uh she would never say that, you know, because she really believes it. So she's she's encouraging about the about it. But yeah, so it's been a there's just a lot of moving parts in my life in the last couple months and my anxiety went like got to a point where I'm a classic like anxiety denier. Yeah. Like I don't really I'm not that in touch with like the emotion of anxiety when I have it. That was also something I realized and I started to like there were like four or five things that happened in quick succession in my life where I was like, "Okay. Okay." <laughs> All right. Like, like, like things that are 
not necessarily connected to mental health. Like I got in a little mini bicycle accident, you know, like I was just like too many things going on, was not focused or clear headed. And I like hit a guy or he hit me or whatever. We like collided. Everyone was fine, but I kind of like messed up my pinky. I rolled my ankle cause I was texting work stuff while I wasn't paying attention to stepping off a curb. And then like, I missed like a very routine meeting that I have all the time. And I just like, just didn't even. So anyways, it's just like, wow. it's like little things, but big things. And I was like, okay, I'm starting to like, it's a feel sign. like I'm fraying. Yeah. 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 So anyway, I, I have been able to personally address things, just slow down a bunch and, and uh, been feeling a lot better and, and took some time and in, in nature. But, but now like I want to be accountable for that and, I want to go to therapy and not just talk about it. So, you know, I'll let you know how it goes once I'm in there. I think like we've said, I think on the show is like just the right time for, for each individual person. And, and then not even that therapy is necessarily right for everyone, but, but it could be something that's right. And I think for me, I didn't start till, you know, like two and a half years ago. And that felt like the right time for me. Um, and Mason started a long time ago. And so, um, I think everyone just finds it whenever they feel like they need it or when they're forced to because of a major life event. Obviously, you want to do it before something major happens and 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 it's more like a reactionary to something versus like trying to be more proactive about it, just like we are about health and on the physical side when we work out or 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 get blood tests or do whatever you know we do to to stay on top of that. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't. I think references are probably the best way that, that that I found but but it's still hard like you said both in terms of cost and if they take your insurance and stuff like that versus the right fit for you and, and, and all of those pieces but I do think that even the first few months of therapy I think you'll you'll get a lot out of even if even if that person's not like the perfect perfect match because it'll be like some of the first times you're like talking about certain things or even just having an hour a week where where it's more focused on you and you don't have to like do anything besides just like share different things and, and, and just see what comes up. So I think, uh, that's, it's, it's an exciting spot to be. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I am excited to report back. I think I would say one, like if you don't like your person, stop seeing them, like don't, don't force it and try and make it work. Like you'd be shocked at how many friends I have who like, I would talk to them and they'd literally say, they don't like their therapist and they've been seeing them for years and they continue to see them for six months, a year, even after they tell me this. And I think, you know, that sounds so baffling, but I think it's, you know, it's hard to break up with a professional in that way. So I think it would really be to like, you know, test a couple of people out, have some consultations, really make sure it's someone who you feel like you can go on that ride with, because I think a lot of people also get stuck with therapists because of the anxiety and fear of having to start over. I think you build these emotional relationships and, and it's so labor intensive that then to feel like you have to start at the very beginning with someone new, even just explaining all your shit um, can be really hard for a lot of people. So that's something that I've noticed. And then second, I think there's dozens and dozens of different kind of therapies. You know, I bet if you were to ask like most people on the street, they would just think, oh, therapy is therapy. But no, there's tons of different modalities 
different therapists who specialize in different types of therapies. And I think each one is so specific, like payment saying every, like everyone's mental health care is so case by case that I think for you is to really look at what kind of work do I want to do? Um, how does my brain work? Am I more of a talker? Am I more of a, a visual guy? Do I feel more in my body? Right. And there's all these, do I want to work on family dynamics, relationship stuff, childhood stuff, you know, different people specialize in different things. So I think would be like, you know, looking up the different types of modalities and really sort of asking yourself what kind of work you want to do. And then, you know, these are questions that you can ask the people that you meet with. Hey, do you focus on this? What do you specialize in this, um, et cetera. And I think that that way you can get your care to be sort of as tailored uh, to what you're looking for um, as you possibly can. But yeah, man, it's uh, exciting stuff for sure. That's super helpful. I appreciate it. Yeah. I, I, cause like, yeah, like it's kind of intimidating process. You're like I, I, so many different types and anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to jump in. I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to commit to it. And, um, yeah, looking forward to it. And, and how long would you say that you've, uh, maybe been feeling not, not your best? I, I think like I've probably had low level tension that could have used release for years you know but very acutely over the past probably like three to four months with the last two and a half being like whoa whoa yeah and you know just starting to do things that are just didn't feel like myself and express you know for me like i'm a i'm a verbal communicator and i'm a verbal like expressor and and so for me I was just like, you're going to love DBT then. Uh, you're a DBT guy. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? You, what does it stand for? I think like dialectical behavioral therapy or something, but just more of like yeah, the talk give therapy. Me, give me that. Yeah. G- give me the talk therapy for sure. Yeah. I, I think like uh, for me, it was when it was manifesting in, in my relationships, like me just sort of acting ways that I didn't want to act towards people in my life and then and then what spooked me a bit was some of the physical stuff i was like okay you're moving moving too fast and you're just sort of feeling a little afraid and yeah when it manifested like physically that's when i I think i was like okay there's there's a red flag not just a yellow flag it's pretty cool though like like how that happens honestly it's like you know if if you ignore enough warning signs emotionally you know i think that your your body and your soul in my opinion you know starts to sort starts to step in and be like you know the the ring the alarms and like here are like the sirens like dude something's not right you know and i think it'll it's sort of like absolutely what your body for me. will your body will force you to regulate yourself emotionally by sending you these signals and i think the longer you choose to ignore them you know the more they could like intensify and that's when physical health does come into play of of you're saying, you know, it's it's affecting your behavior. You you injured yourself a couple of times on some clumsy stuff where you're not really a clumsy guy. And I just think it's so cool how like how our bodies are looking out for us in that way. That's absolutely my experience, and it's really felt directly correlated. Like the physical stuff felt directly correlated, which was a little spooky. It's exactly right. I was I'm not a clumsy guy at all, and those things were just there was like too many little uh, things that were happening and um so that that was my force function yeah it's interesting you know i think one thing about just like these 
kind of more, let's say, depressive episodes is that, you know, they last anywhere from like, let's say, two to six months. So I think it's like, it's one, it's good to know that it's not going to last forever, you know, and I think it's hard when you're going through it to feel like it's going to, it's going to end or you're going to reach the other side or you're going to feel like how you used to feel. And then like Mason was saying, it's like, you can, you can kind of see it coming, but, but sometimes it's hard to change anything unless you um, sort of get to that point. And then, like you said, Phineas, bring in a new habit or bring in improved ways to just manage your emotional health and, and all of that. I think for me, you know, I had a similar experience last, uh, kind of last summer around this time as well. I was not feeling great uh, for, for a few months. Like for me, it probably lasted like three or four months total with actually like last August being the, the hardest part. And, and that was difficult because I, I hadn't experienced anything like that in, in a long time. And, you know, I didn't really even know what the, what the cause was necessarily. And I think looking back, it's definitely has to do with work stress and, and things of that sort. But, and, you know, I think it was very helpful that I had already been in therapy for like two years almost at that time before going through that experience. And, you know, I think it's like a fine line. You don't want to, you also don't want to think about everything in the context of like every challenge is now something that like, you know, you need therapy for or something like that. Like, I think there's ups and downs in life and think as humans we are built to like deal with them and be able to handle them and move on but some of these bigger things I think it's it was helpful for me to to have that and so I think I managed my way through well even though it was a challenging time so yeah I think it's a it's a it's a good opportunity because I think after you you're grateful for the experience and and you're in a better place because of having gone through it even though it doesn't feel like that in the moment. I relate a lot to what you were saying about how you're feeling, not necessarily knowing the source. And um, and I, I remember you commenting on that last summer. Uh, I did comment so. on it. Doesn't uh, sound like he's too right. new to the game anymore, huh? Look at <laughs> this guy. <laughs> um, yeah. What's new with you, Payman? Not much. I mean, uh, I definitely think that, you know, we're continuing to work really hard on the company. And so that comes with challenges every day. And so just trying to manage those and, and handle those myself as like an individual person with all the other things going on in my own life. Yeah, I think there's ebbs and flows. And I think in, in a calendar year, there's gonna be times where, you know, you have to work super hard or something or like feel like you're not in perfect balance with what we're trying to do and, and what we're trying to accomplish or build with Mad Happy and the impact we want it to have. So uh, it's definitely a sacrifice and sometimes it it feels more like more real uh, in terms of maybe that sacrifice, but. Are there things that you, you try and do like when you know that you're in one of those time periods to, to help with the balance or, or you sort of just keep your head down? I mean, for me, it's more of just like the foundational stuff that I've tried to keep to over time, the working out, the sleep, the eating well. Just like like the always on. Some of the other stuff that I'm trying to do a better job of this year is like time outside or in nature. I think those things, especially on the weekends when when I have a little bit more time, 
you know, the sunlight, all of those things. Uh, one thing that I th that I do now that that sort of new that we came up with a few months ago is that actually, you know, I'm not meditating or anything at the moment, and I realize that like so much of my time, you know, I'm always doing something like working or on my phone or uh, calling people, talking to people, uh, eating, uh, watching TV. So. Uh, actually, when I drive home from work, like I don't listen to music or a podcast or anything. I don't know. Did you know that? Yeah. Uh, did, you said that a couple weeks ago in the meeting. Yeah. Where did I say that? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And uh, that's so a long drive, too, for the listeners. That's oh, that's downtown back to West Hollywood. Uh, anywhere from tw 20, to 20, 40 minutes. 22 to 37 <laughs> minutes. But, you know, I think it's like a good way to like question just so many of the things that you're doing because it's very difficult to do, at least it, it is for me, and it's still hard. <laughs> so, so I, like, you know, what is that saying? Like, why can't we just sit down for like 20 minutes, not listen to stuff, be bored, all this, all this sort of stuff? And that's just one practice that I think has been helpful for me, especially with feeling like there is a big load sort of during the workday. Yeah. So it kind of allows me to like go into whatever the next part of my night is where it won't be as connected to work with like some time to like unwind. Yeah. That's great. I feel like it's a lot harder to do than, than it sounds. I told yeah, I, I totally agree. <laughs> it is, especially every day. Not even that I would recommend it for others, but even trying it once or twice or trying it on a walk, trying things like that. Um, I think it's just been helpful for me. Yeah. There is something about, I feel like most people are always doing something. Right. I feel like it, it's so rare to never be not like on in, in some way. And I feel like driving is one of those perfect activities where like I'm sure everyone has experienced it, but like where you can just subconsciously do it or like you'll even realize, oh, my God, I haven't been thinking about driving for the last 10 minutes. But like I'm still driving very safely, but you can sort of just like tune out, especially if it's just like a like a long drive on the freeway or something. We have so little time where there's like you're isolated and totally alone. I love the car for that reason. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it on my trip. I'm gonna try it. But do you drive a car? But I do have a car. You go sit in the car. I'm like, don't don't New Yorkers have to wait in their car to switch their parking spots on the other side of the street? Yeah, exact exactly. But I also have been doing little ex excursions. So I actually have more time in the car. You can even try it with uh, with whatever your commute is. You don't need to be driving because yeah. you can go on the subway. You could walk or whatever oh, right, you do right, to right. get to work. Mm -hmm. It's just like headphones yep. off, like not on your phone and just normal life. It's pretty rare for me. Yeah, yeah I'm going to try it. It's rare for most people, I would say. Yeah. That's something that everyone could try. Anything else before we go? I don't think so. Good, good updates from the boys. Um, anything, anything coming up on, on the Mad Happy side that we want to touch on? I mean, a lot coming up. We're excited for the fall, for the winter, a lot of store activity, some new markets, things like that. But stay tuned. Let's leave, <laughs> let's leave that for next time. Phineas, anything for you to sign off with? That's it. Thank you for listening, everybody. Appreciate you guys. Yeah. Thanks so much, everyone. And we'll, we'll talk, uh, we'll talk next week. Peace out. Peace. Peace.
The Mad Happy Podcast is brought to you by Optimism.